Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new week of Over the Line. So glad to be here. I know the camera angle seems kind of weird. Uh, we had to move it for our Friday Night Live, and I was not only in a hurry to get this show started, but I was afraid to move it, because right now, for those of you watching the video, We've got it perfectly angled. Look at that. Look, look at me lining it up with these stars. These stars and stripes. It's perfect. And I'm like, if I move it, that's going to be that's gonna be 45 minutes before I get that camera set straight again. Because it's impossible. It is so hard to get that camera set straight. Now, I don't know how I feel about this, this angle. Because, like, my computer's down here. My other computer's over here. And then I got to look at y'all and... Whatever. Y'all don't care. Most of y'all don't even watch this. Y'all just trying to listen. Which is probably best. Because who wants to look at me for 30 minutes at a time? But glad you're here. Glad to be back for a new week. Uh, plenty we missed out on last week. Uh, as we had all kinds of stuff going. We were fighting with YouTube. We, we put you on a show on Thursday. It was our very first conspiracy show. Uh, with Trish and I. If you haven't watched that yet, make sure you go and watch it. It's on YouTube. It's on audio podcast uh, platforms. Off the top, make sure you like and you comment on this video. If you have already subscribed, good for you. If you have not, you know the drill. But a, a couple things, really one thing I want to talk about today, but I want to bring this up. I saw this right before. I've been hearing it all morning, but I thought about it right before I started the show, and this whole Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, I, I've never really kept up with the royal family at all. I, I've, I've always thought it was kind of cheesy, and I'm like, listen, it's, it's, a, it's another country's thing. It's not our thing, so I'm not, I'm not really worried about paying attention to it or anything like that. Apparently, they held an interview on Oprah. So here's the way the story goes from what I know, and I may get this wrong. So apparently you had Prince Harry marry Meghan Markle, who is an American girl out of California, out of LA, <clears throat> brings her into the picture, and then all this drama starts being reported in the tabloids, this, that, and the other, and it's it causes a big controversy. If you know anything about the royal family, you know how dedicated they are to that across the pond. So all this drama is happening, and they're like, "Oh, it's because of the new girl. It's because it's Meghan Markle girl." But uh, anyway, they you know they, they go on with their relationship. They have kid now. They got one, maybe two kids. I don't even know. But a month or so, I got a few months ago, Prince Harry declared that he is leaving the royal family. In order to go pursue just a, a private life, life in the private sector. I'm going to move out to California, where Megan's originally from, and they're just going to be regular people now. And that's kind of a big deal for a guy that's like number six or seven in line to be the actual, the actual king of England, or, or whatever it's called. Um... So that happens, and then obviously the stories keep going and going and going, and it's this huge, big controversy. Well, the latest thing, apparently, is the fact that they've sat down and done this interview, and 
Meghan Markle has made this accusation that there's some sort of maybe rampant racism in uh, within the royal family. And that there was supposedly, supposedly, a controversy on their child. And there was a worry that their child was going to be too dark-skinned. That's right. And when I heard that, I thought, knowing what little I do about the royal family, I thought, well, I, I mean, I, I guess it's possible that that was said. You got a bunch of old people. You see how old the Queen of England is, and you know, it's possible something like that was said. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would have disowned Harry or his his child or anything like that. But it, it just, it was just. Whatever you know, I, I I didn't I didn't really know how I felt about it, but I was like, okay, so it, maybe it did happen. And then I started listening to some of the other stuff, some of the other commentators, especially those in the UK. The first one I think of is Piers Morgan, and he started explaining how much of a troublemaker this one is, this Meghan Markle. And I'm like, you know what? It probably makes more sense because. In 2021, we're at a point in society, whether that's here or that's in the UK, where it seems as though when there's an an accusation of racism that nine times out of ten it turns out to be a false accusation. What it seems to be, okay? It's not like I've got the stats in front of me as to what it actually is, but it seems to be that way. Whether it's Jesse Smollett or Bubba Wallace or any of these people who have claimed to be, you know, persecuted or have prejudice against them because of the color of their skin, it it, it never never pans out. And, And I believe the reason for that is because we, we live in a society that's the most accepting society in the history of not just this country, but the world, right? We've, we've made more strides on that front than anybody else. Um, and as I kind of listen to people that were in the know that the, uh, talk about it, it seems like a PR stunt and something for Meghan Markle to accuse his, I guess, would uh, accuse her grandmother-in-law of being a racist, which is kind of a big deal if you're going to accuse the Queen of England of being a racist. But I don't know. I don't get into all that stuff. I just wanted to mention it because I've been hearing about it all morning, and I know people obviously want to hear my thoughts on the royal family. So there you go. Hey, also, don't forget to go by Vapor Forge. My good buddies over there, they're going to take care of you. Man, these guys have got some exciting stuff going on. I can't tell you about it just yet, but they sure do. If you haven't been over there, make sure you stop by. Got everything you need when it comes to vaping stuff, CBD stuff, Delta 8 stuff. They got you covered. I'm telling you, just make a quick visit over there. If you're in the area, make sure you mention you heard it right here on Over the Line. They're right there on 280. I know 280 traffic sucks, but it's going to be worth it. 4673 Highway 280 East right here in Birmingham. 205-874-9010. 874-9010 is their number. If you got any questions, they will, in fact, hook you up. Okay, what I really want to talk about. This is what I really want to talk about. 
And we missed a lot of stuff last week, but it's one particular topic I want to get to. And we did a live video last night on Facebook, and if you saw that, I kind of touched on this. Um, hold on, let me get this guy set up so I can... I got to get in my pontification stance. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, a guy who's dropping bombs in Syria right now, a guy that owes me $1,400 and has not delivered it yet, a guy that promised a $15 an hour minimum wage, a guy that promised unity, a guy that promised to be a president for all, Republicans and Democrats, a guy that promised to keep this country safe and is now allowing thousands of Migrants to pour in the country, some infected with COVID-19. This guy. This guy is not your president. He isn't. He is not your president. Now, there's always been the theory, and I think there is some truth to this, that the president is just a puppet. I think that was the case during several different terms. I don't think that was the case for Barack Obama, and I certainly don't think that was the case for Donald Trump. And I think that was why Donald Trump was so hated, because he, in fact, was not a puppet. But this Joe Biden presidency is a return to the puppet president. But there's a stark difference in this puppet president and puppet presidents of the past, and that is the fact that this puppet president is fading, and he's fading quickly, okay? Now, we know Joe Biden is doing all the things he's doing with executive orders, killing jobs, bombing the Middle East, before even holding a solo press conference and taking questions from an already friendly press. He held last week this... um. Um, White House video feed, some sort of press conference type of deal. It wasn't a press conference. It was just a speech he was given. And at the end of the speech, and I know a lot of you guys have seen this, at the end of the speech, he says, okay, I'm going to take a few questions from the media here. And this is how that whole incident transpired when Joe Biden brought that up. We have to do. So I want to thank you all. I really mean it from the bottom. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. And then the White House cuts the feed. And look at that. <laughs> the poor sign language person was just standing there like, okay, what's next? And they just cut the feed. Now, Joe Biden's got this look, and, and I'm, I'm no body language expert by any means. But if you look at him, he obviously looks tired. He looked tired all through the campaign. His eyes are always squinty. Like he's just, he's just really concentrating on just staying alive. And he looks confused. I think that's the biggest thing. The concentration, the confusion, the constant 
constantly touch his face, which is a big no-no in the in the age of COVID, right? He's constantly scratching his face, grab his ear, scratch the side of his face real slowly. And that's what lends me to believe that they do have him on some sort of performing enhancement drugs just to be able to prop him up in front of a podium for five minutes and read off a teleprompter, which he barely can do that. This is not something that is lost on those in Washington, D.C. This is not something that's only being noticed by Andrew McLean and the people that listen to Over the Line or, you know, viewers of, of Fox News or anything else. The people in Washington know. The people behind the scenes know. The people closest to Joe Biden, his family, his cabinet, all these people know he's fading fast and that he's not going to last much longer. So they are currently setting up what is going to be the former Joe Biden presidency. We are literally not even two months. What is today? March 8th. It hasn't been two months. And Joe Biden's already fading. You've seen the pictures. You've seen pictures of, of 2008 Obama. And then you've seen pictures of 2016 Obama. They look like two different people. You've seen 2000 George Bush. You've seen 2008 George Bush. Two different people. 92 Bill Clinton, 2000 Bill Clinton. Totally different people. They look decrepit by the end of their term. Uh, Trump, on the other hand, in his four years, he didn't age a bit, but that's he's a different breed. He's built different. But these guys age twice as fast over the course of eight years. Over the course of four years. The only way Joe Biden can look any older than he looks right now is if you were to take a picture of a coffin and post it. Here's Joe Biden now. Here's Joe Biden four years from now. It's just a coffin. It's the only way. Joe Biden's not going to last, which means you will soon have President Kamala Harris, who is willing to do any and every bit of bidding for the left. The one that couldn't even break fifth place in the primaries in her home state. The one who has locked up countless, countless nonviolent black Americans and threw them away in prison. And hid evidence in order to keep them there. A disgusting, disgusting woman. She is going to be named president by the Washington, D.C. establishment. Not by the voters of the country. Not by you, the American people. D.C. is going to name them. And that's ultimately what they want for the future. The thing is, Democrats cannot trust you. Cannot trust we, the people. To be responsible enough to elect the right person to the White House and to Congress. Just can't be trusted. 
So they have to set up a system to make sure their people get in whatever way they can. They had to subvert the will of the American people in order to make sure the right people are in the right place. And you're seeing that firsthand. It's going to be right, front, and center. It's why Kamala Harris is currently meeting with world leaders while Joe Biden's just chilling at the White House. Joe Biden's doing nothing, y'all. Nothing. He can't do anything. He's just hanging out. He barely made it to Texas two weeks after the disaster. He got down there and he was so confused, so out of it, he couldn't even pronounce the names of congressional colleagues that he's worked with for decades. He couldn't even pronounce their names, reading it off a sheet of paper, reading it off a teleprompter. He's gone. So of course they're not going to take him and send him to Israel, or they're not going to send him to foreign countries to talk with world leaders. No. They're sending the real president, Kamala Harris, just three days ago. She spoke with Benjamin Netanyahu, leader of Israel, talking about the Middle East growing tensions with Iran. She not only talked to them, but she went and she talked to the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. She spoke with Prime Minister Scott Morrison of Australia. Why is she doing that? Why is she doing Joe Biden's job? Because Joe Biden can't do his own job. He can't. But Joe Biden didn't didn't get elected, by the way. And I hope, you know, YouTube will probably take this down because I said that. But he didn't. I, I just, I would rather be honest than let this video stay up. I can't, I can't do it. Back in... 2000 you had a lot of people especially democrats after the bush v gore stuff they they for four eight years they said bush was selected not elected because of the supreme court decision george bush wasn't elected he was selected it's always been a democrat thing to say that you know if if a republican wins the only way that's possible is because they cheated with no proof whatsoever now, when it comes back to the other side, we normally don't say that. This time, we we did say it, and we actually had a legitimate reason. We've got plenty of reasons, as a matter of fact. I just saw a story out of Georgia. This is from Rasmussen. This, this is a big deal right here. Rasmussen is reporting. Let me pull this up. Georgia. Out of Georgia, state and county officials have failed to produce chain-of-custody documents for an estimated 404,691 vote-by-mail absentee ballots deposited in drop boxes and subsequently delivered to county registrars for counting. So there are over 400,000 absentee ballots that were dropped in a drop box that were counted which most likely, 
likely that it decided the Georgia race and the state and county officials can't seem to provide the chain of custody documents to show that everything was done by the book. Even though Georgia State election official Gabriel Sterling made that fiery speech at the Capitol saying it was damaging for Trump to do what he did and we did it by the book. There was no election fraud. This was the most secure election in Georgia history. 404,000 votes that there is no chain of custody, no verification, nothing to show us or election officials or anybody else that they were legit, not tampered with or anything. Not to mention the giant shredded truck out back, you know, days after the election. That's not suspicious. There's plenty of evidence to support my theory. But that's for another show. We won't go there. What The, the issue at hand is the fact that Joe Biden will not be your president for much longer. There, Kamala Harris is meeting with world leaders. She's doing the job of president because she will soon be tanking over. You can guarantee yourself... She will be taken over. And the crazy thing is, is even when Joe Biden, who was a charismatic guy, he was very well-spoken. He, he, was, a, he was a very likable guy. When he had his faculties, when he had his wits about him, but also at that time, according to 2021 standards, he was pretty racist. Like, no one on the left or the right would survive in this atmosphere of cancel culture had they said the things that Joe Biden said. And don't give me, oh, it's old, he's changed, you know, whatever. No, cancel culture doesn't go after things that have just currently happened. Cancel culture goes back to the 90s, the 80s, the, the 40s, and the 50s. Look at Dr. Seuss. They go back far, a long time ago and start canceling things. They're, they're now canceling with Warner Brothers, Pepe Le Pew, the skunk from, from Looney Tunes or whatever it is, Speedy Gonzalez, New, New York Times columnist calling for Speedy Gonzalez to be axed. So why does Joe, who when he did know where he was at and what he was talking about, why... Joe, who was saying racist things at those times, why is cancel culture not coming after him? Maybe they will. Maybe that's going to be the out. Maybe that's going to be the way they get Joe Biden out of there. They're like, well, you know, it's cancel culture. You know, you did say some racist things, Joe. Here's a little sample of some of Joe's infamous racist lines. Try to keep up. Some of these you've seen, some of them you may not have seen. Listen to this. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. Even call centers, even call centers, which rushed overseas in the hundreds of thousands, how many times you get the call? I'd like to talk to you about your 
credit card. I'd like to talk to you about your credit card. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. I might add, if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that uh, I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot who are driving cabs. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. What kind of a chance would a northeastern liberal like Joe Biden stand uh, in the South if you were running in Democratic primaries against Southerners like Mark Warner and uh, John Edwards? Better than anybody else. And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. My son is attorney general a year in Iraq, came back, and that's one of the things that he finds is was most in need when he was over there in Iraq for a year. People would come to him and talk about what was happening to him at home in terms of foreclosures, in terms of bad loans that were being, I mean, these Shylocks who took advantage of, uh, of these women and men while overseas. I stopped in Singapore to meet with a guy named Lee Kuan Yew, who most foreign policy experts around the world say is the most, the wisest man in the Orient. He's it's not rocket science, guys. We did it up in Michigan when Detroit found out they didn't have when all the exodus. They didn't have people when the city got back in its feet who could literally turn on the streetlights, run the water system. So we went and we hired some folks to go into the neighborhoods. They picked 58 women, turns out, from the hood for a 17-week program, if my memory serves me correctly, to learn how to code. Not one had more than a high school degree. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a fully, am I, I'm not joking. That's, uh, that's Joe Biden. Now, if I were to say any um, a handful of those words that he used to describe a a class of people, they'd pull my whole YouTube channel down. They'd pull the entire thing down. Do I, as Joe Biden, get away with it? Nobody. This seems left or right. Nobody's getting away with it except for this guy. Again, maybe it's coming. Maybe Joe Biden will eventually fall victim to cancel culture. But here's what I expect. And here's what you guys should expect. I don't think Joe Biden will be in this position six months from now. Which is scary because that gives Kamala three and a half years in the White House. If Joe Biden goes the route that I believe he's going to go, you'll get a speech that'll go something like, well, I've got some, some health issues and thanks to the pandemic and 
everything else, I've, uh, me and my family decided that it is best that I spend what time I have left on this earth with my family, with my friends, and allow this very capable woman, Kamala Harris, to take the reins at the White House and become the President of the United States because it is an honor that I will be the one that allowed, that ushered in the first female president of the United States. The first black female president, excuse me. Sorry. I get confused. It's it's hard to remember to call an Indian girl a black, so I just, whatever. Um, the first female African-American president. It is my honor. And it will be. It'll be, it'll be the honor of a lifetime for Joe Biden. He'll always be known is the guy that gracefully stepped out of the way, selflessly stepped out of the way to make room for the first female African-American president. He will be lauded as a hero for doing so. The most selfless person to ever take that office, Joe Biden. Thinking about others more than he thought about himself. And said, you know what? I want her to take my place. I'm going to go ahead and step down. Watch. Watch. When it happens, I'll, you know, you can come back and watch this video or I'll, I'll post it for you. I'll post it on social media if we're not all banned by then. I mean, like I told you, that's exactly what was going to happen. So selfless. Joe Biden's so selfless. You can't criticize him for being a racist in the past and working hand-in-hand with segregationists. He single-handedly made sure we had the first female African-American president. It erases all the racism. All the racist things Joe Biden's ever said. Wiped away clean. Because of what he did. That one selfless action. So Joe Biden gets to walk out with a Shining example of selflessness and a liberal hero while we are all left to suffer the consequences of our actions. And those actions are allowing these people to steal an election. It was always going to be more than your guy won, my guy lost. There are consequences. And there have never been consequences. Consequences from an election like there will be from this one. The Democrats are currently pushing H.R. 1. For the People Act. It is a bill that will fundamentally transform the way we vote each election cycle. It will override the state's ability to dictate their own elections. It will enhance and encourage mail-in voting while wiping away all verification systems. Making sure that no election in this country is ever free and fair again. Those are the consequences. I'm out of here. Make sure you subscribe, add us, 
Keep watching for new videos. Make sure you check us on the Grokhole app. We're on Apple TV and Roku at this point. It's G-R-O-K-A-L-L. If you're on Apple TV or you're on Roku, download that app. You can get over the line right there whenever you want. It's an amazing tool. Also, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we're all over the place. Make sure you hook us up. And until next time, see you, cools.